It's Saturday, and welcome to Hoofies with Lori. If you enjoy all things equine, this is the place to be. We're rekindling America's love affair with the horse one Saturday at a time. I'm your host, Lori Richliano, along with my husband and co-host, Victor Richliano. And for the next hour, we're going to be talking horse, which y'all know is my most favorite subject in the world. So saddle up, sit back, and relax. We have a most excellent show planned for you. You know, Lori, the weather has been so crazy these last two weeks. This is called Indian summer. And we are blessed for having, well, this is what we're talking about. Now it's hot. Yes. 80 degrees. (laughs) But then we're supposed to go down to the 50s next week. Oh, But did you see the West Coast is, they're still in like 100 degrees. Well, yeah. Well, they lit California on fire. That's unfortunate. That's such tragedy out there. The entire communities are all destroyed. I I just, I can't even fathom what they're going through. And I know that the horse rescues out there have been working very diligently to save as many as they can. They are so overworked. They are overworked. Uh, There was a lot of community, though, bringing together, especially on the West Coast that you're seeing in California, Northern California, Oregon, Washington, um, and those areas over there where they're, you know, bringing together people so that they can go in, rescue horses, come back out and do it. And they're risking their lives and they're doing a fantastic job. Um, But that just shows you when the chips are down, the horse people come back together. Well, you know, we're going to talk about some horse rescues in a second, but before we do, and before we get too far into the show, we need to thank our show sponsor, who mm-hmm. again this week is Healing Arts Chiropractic in Wapiton, North Dakota, Dr. Garrett Schwinghammer, and they're at 709 Dakota Avenue, Suite B in Wapiton. Their phone number is 701-591-2727. And for our listeners that are farther north of us, they also have a location in Fargo. And what's also nice is if any of you have access to the internet, as you all probably do, <laughs> or to even the local newspaper, Wapiton Daily News, um, this week's uh, weekend edition is featuring um, Hoofbeats for Healing's award that we got from um from, from the, healing from arts healing the round arts. pen that they the round pen mm-hmm. yes and we're going to put um real quick before we talk about the round pen i want to let everybody know that i will put contact information for both healing arts uh, chiropractic locations fargo and in wapiton in the show notes and uh, the article this week i got a prelim of it i thought it was really nice it's, it's also kind of nice because i like to see there we are you know healing hoofings for healing and they're healing arts and it's all about think about it it's it's all basically kind of an alternate way of doing therapy is what our equine assisted therapy is and we found out that it's actually even sometimes more effective because it's an alternate way and chiropractic is also very similar to that it's a very good way to let the body become regulated now dr schwinghammer also he does um acupuncture too oh yeah, so I'm not mean, sticking any needles in me. Oh, it works so good oh, for that's blocking scary. I'm energy. I'm allergic to needles. Uh-huh. No, but, <laughs> but I'm not allergic to pot. Oh, of course not. Yeah. You know. But that's what's really good about when you take when you're taking a look at it, everyone's trying to heal someone, so we were a natural fit together. So that worked out really well. And did you know that they were um, the Red River Valley's uh, twenty nineteen recipient of the best chiropractic award? Fantastic. Well, you know, all I know is that our students and yourself included have been having some great results from visiting uh, Dr. Schwinghammer and uh, getting your bones cracked and adjusted <laughs> and moved all around. I know everybody's writing's improved. It has. It has it, really worked well. And it's, it's you know, one of, those, one of those things is you have to heal yourself, allow yourself to do the best it is, you can. It's a great organization. I really appreciate everything they've done. The horses are enjoying another place to be turned out. I know the counselors and us it's perfect are having for another therapy. place to work the therapy so that we've got another 
we have our third counselor coming in now, so it'll give us another location to have sessions. Well, the other thing that I brought up in the article was the fact that this is where we allow trust to develop. We do this is when the counselors allow the horse to be free along with the patient. So what the patient is learning is the patient has to learn how to read that horse. And so when they learn how to react to that horse and read from that horse, they're going to take those same things and you know apply it to their own life. Yeah, and it's it's just it's a great organization. The other thing too, Lori, that I got to get out of the way before we get into the show too far, is that um, we are doing just a podcast now, so we're not in the studio like we used to be. Yes. Now, when we were in the radio studio and we were broadcasting, and then that broadcast was turned into a podcast, it was an official radio studio. It had all the soundproofing, and all the phones were shut off. And everything else but since we're doing a podcast we're doing it in our home studio and i have had a couple listeners email us wanting to know what all the strange noises in the background are those would be sphinx <laughs> those would be sphinx people that tells you that we're keeping it live and yes. we're keeping it real there are that you hear you'll hear some meowing and like just a couple seconds ago um one of my cats her name is elvira we call her the queen she She's is a from black russia. female from russia uh that we imported and she likes to come up into the office which is where our studio's at on the third floor of the house. And she will stick her hand under the door and jiggle the door and occasionally will get it open. But this time she failed, so she didn't come running up the stairs. I see. Uh, so when you hear those noises, and we do have computers running in the background and phones, so you might hear the little ding of a text message coming through. or That just proves that we're real. Yeah, and we have the windows open, and the horses are moving around outside today, so you might hear one of them calling in the background, and uh, one of but the working students not telling them to, pay, to behave and quit yelling. No, so, that's not a bad thing. But that that's what the noise is. Now, you were talking about some rescues in California, and I know this last week there was an auction um, in Long Prairie, Minnesota. We're going to be seeing more and more auctions similar to this. Um, unfortunately, due to the state of the economy that's going on right now, we are seeing a, a little bit more of a depressed state um, because of, A, winter. This is always the time. We have a lot of people who will put their horses up for auction uh, during the fall so they don't have to feed them during the winter. So we normally do see a drop in sales prices and an increase in horses available in the auction market. This year, because of COVID-19 and there was a, a very good loss of jobs, we're seeing sometimes horses even in more desperate shape being sent right. to the auction. Now, I, I do want to preface by saying that not all of the horses at that auction we're in horrible shape. No. Um, these auctions that are run, they do serve a service. And I know that we have picked up, well, we rescued one horse, uh, Aspen, from an auction who was in dire straits. And she had a um, foal by her side. She had a foal by her side, and they're both doing fine now. They've been with us for a couple of years. But we have gone in and picked up at these auctions some very nice horses Yes. Uh, that people are just can't afford to keep anymore, or they need to move them, or for whatever reasons are going through the auction because it's a way to sell them. And we picked up some nice, good, healthy horses there. Yes. Um, so I do want to preface that, that all the horses at the auctions weren't bad. We're just starting to see more horses that aren't in the best of shape. And there were two mares specifically at this auction that were in very dire straits. But again, here's where the horse community came into play and where social media is very important. It was alerted to a lot of people when they went down there. There was one, uh, there was one rescue went down was previewing the horses and said, hey, we can't take these horses. Um, this is what we see. Can anyone take these horses and, you know, alert because these will go to slaughter. Um, they're not usable as like riding horses right now. They're extremely thin and they were. Um, with that, 
that was put out to other rescues and there were rescues that came into play and were able to buy them, then sign over to another one and then get them the proper health that they needed. Right, and the group that responded to the call for help was... Uh... Uh, save the Braves donkey rescue. Yes. And these are not donkeys. These are no, horses. These are but not. But they, they went down there and put their money out and people donated on top of it to help with the care and they bought these two mares. And once they bought the two mares, they brought them over to Anoka Equine for care. They were signed over to the Minnesota um, Hooved Animal, Animal rescue, rescue, which is very big here in right. Minnesota. They they go above and beyond the duty. So what happened is Save the Braves went in there. Then they signed, as soon as they had them secured, they signed them over to the Minnesota horse, uh, Hooved Animal Rescue. And from there, they went to Anoka immediately. Uh, that's a veterinarian hospital that's down there by the cities. Right. And they received treatment. And first they thought one of the horses had strangles, but it wasn't. Yeah. It turned out to be a busted jaw that was infected. They saw, yeah, they saw pus and et cetera on the bottom of the jaw, which most people, when they see something like that, they're going to go, that's the S word, that strangles. It's right. horrible. And it turned out it wasn't. It was her jaw was actually broken. And uh, she has broken teeth inside, but they can't do anything about that until the jaw starts to mend. But thankfully, they went to the correct way. And that poor horse... Um, is getting better and her suffering is now is coming to an end with that but now she's got a future right and, I, and, and I they're only like three or four years old these are babies and i understand the uh the last update from anoka was that they're both putting on weight right and they're not out of the woods yet but they're out of the critical danger zone right because they were very anemic that's when their body was starting to literally use the protein in the in liver the muscles. And muscles to survive yeah that, that's just it's sad now with that there's another auction coming up in our area uh, it's the uh, West Fargo auction on Friday, October 23rd, and that's going to be in West Fargo. Now, we have acquired some very nice horses from that auction. They have two se- They have two separate sections, as most auctions will. And even though this is we're talking about locally what's going on, I want you guys to think globally. Check your area. Yeah, check your area. I want you guys to think globally. And I've got to give kudos, huge, huge kudos to um, the Facebook group, which is called the West Fargo Horse Auction, October 2020. If you guys Google that or actually go to Facebook and and type in on the search engine, West Fargo Horse Auction, October 2020, you can join that. And what that is, it's not a rescue group. Right. All it is is a group of people who want to it's spear. It's a few people, yeah. and you can you can form these groups in your area. Yes. That's a group that's formed by us. And what they're going to be doing is going to that auction. Now, they're not looking for, in their own words, in their words, they're not looking for that unicorn for your grandchild. No. They're looking at the loose horses. The loose horses are the ones that go through at the end of the auction. The ones that, that are that going can be through, hurt. That, are, that can be hurt and are basically being purchased for the killer market. And they want to try. We can't save all of them. But you, you just can't. No. But, but they're try. trying to save a few. And so what they're going to do is they're going to be putting up uh, pictures and video of these horses. During the day, when they go to the auction. During the day, so that people can decide if they want to give these horses a chance and save them. And they'll, then, take, they'll bid for you. And they'll you. bid for you at the auction. Now, they're not a rescue, so they can't take the horses. So if you say you want these horses, you have to be sincere about that. But we're bringing this up. This is happening in our area. This is our neck of the woods. But this podcast is heard worldwide. And uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. 
because this I'm is really something in- that everyone can do right. to support their community. And you can go onto Facebook or whatever social create media you're using. Create your own group. Create your own group. Look for these auctions. I mean, go. how proactive is this group? Okay, this is not till the middle of October, and they've been running now for over two weeks. When they saw this thing going down at Long Prairie, they realized they knew that this West Fargo auction is going to have that same thing. They're going to have some, you know, great show horses. They're going to have some riding horses, and then you're going to have some other horses that are in the loose that right. may have gotten in that in a in a way that is not and right. injured, sick, um, or that they they just tried. They're just trying to give there. horses a chance. So. Right. Go to that group if you're in the uh, western Minnesota, eastern North Dakota area. Join that group. West Fargo Horse Auction, October 2020 on Facebook. Facebook. And if you're not in this area and you're in another area, check the auctions. They're all coming up right now. Spearhead Form a group. Go out there and put it up there. Maybe there's people that can't come to the auction but are willing to purchase these horses. Now, this group is also, they're not making any guarantees on anything, but they're going to try and arrange transportation for these animals and everything else to get them to the new owners as long as they're within the area. So I think it's a great, great thing to be doing, and I think everybody should be doing it. Yeah, it's a, it's a good way to be very proactive. Now, with that, Lori, we talked about that the podcast is being heard worldwide, and I was looking at the analytics after last week's show, and it's really kind of interesting. I'm, I'm surprised and, and pleasantly surprised that we have got listeners at pretty much in all 50 of the United States, there's probably about 10 or 12 states that we don't have a listener in yet. Oh, I'm going to have but to send an email there. But we're popping, we're popping up every day well, in all the different states. I mean, considering we're, we've just re, re And this is only our yet. third podcast, yes. so we're doing pretty good because we're, we're growing exponentially. Right now, and I want to give a shout out to our listeners in Ohio, yes. because we have got a huge following in Ohio. That's our largest group, good. which is shocking to me because I would have thought it would be people in our area here in Minnesota, North Dakota. Ah, there's a, there is a very large horse group in Ohio. But our, the number two place where people are listening to our podcast is the state of Virginia. Virginia well, that's a huge horse area. And it's, huge it's really area. interesting. And then North Dakota and Minnesota, where we live, come in third and fourth. Really? And then right after that, it goes back out to Illinois, New Mexico, Montana, Utah, Washington, and the rest. And here is the neat part, Lori. Yeah. We have actually started picking up listeners. We have a number of listeners. Our largest out of the United States listeners, I would have thought, was Canada, right? Right, right. Wouldn't you? Yeah. It's Ireland. Ireland, yes. Ireland. Well, you know, that's fantastic that's because, again... be your again, Irish brethren. They are my Irish brethren because I am Irish. Um, very good. With my red hair. I love it. But also, remember, in Ireland, there's a huge horse community. The equestrian community. And they saw oh, side saddle riding in Ireland. That's one of my goals. We're going to have to do some more side saddle stuff then. I will. Just for our Irish people. Mm-hmm. They have some really nice us. side saddle I want to give a shout out to them. And mm-hmm. I also want to give a shout out to... It's a smaller group. But we do have a group of people listening to us in Russia. Russia. I love that. So I, I absolutely love that. I think that. it's great. We have Russia. We Maybe have, they're my Sphinx connection. We have also, I would have thought more of South America where we did the photos, but those are fewer. Yeah. Um, we have them, the, the top out of the country are Ireland, Canada, Australia, and Russia. Australia. Very good. So I thought that was kind of neat. I would love that. So. If you guys um, want to send us a little uh, email, Lori at hoofbeatswithlori.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. Love to hear from you, and I would love to hear a topic from one of the out-of-country listeners that they would like to hear, and we'll discuss it on the show. That'd be and fun. And anybody that has a topic that they'd like us to talk about or something they'd like cover. Email or me, just... or you can also go to our Facebook page, which is right. Hoofbeats with Lori, and you can just do a direct message from there, too. Right, and you're supposed to be putting 
putting pictures up on the Instagram. We've got a lot of followers on Instagram now, and I think there's only like one picture up. Well, the problem is, is I've been, you know, queening out cats. Well, we need to get going on Go Sphinx Go. Well, you know, Lori, with that, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to play a second round this week of Stump Lori. And this week, it is part two of the six-part series. We're going to talk about horse terminology words every equestrian should know. And this one is going to be on horse markings. So we're going to see how well you are on that. And then I have a study. Now again? Yes. And this study shows horses talk to their humans. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. When we change the way we look at things, things change. Introducing equine-assisted physical and psychotherapy available at Rich Liano Farms and partnered with licensed therapists Ashley Thompson and Danae Hagenson. Equine-assisted therapy is on the forefront of the most successful treatments used to improve all levels of mental well-being, including PTSD, autism, trauma, children and family conflict, as well as helping to relieve the day-to-day stress we all experience in our lives. So whether you're dealing with the loss of a loved one, a traumatic event, or just feeling stressed out. Let us show you how a session with one of our therapy horses and licensed counselors can start you on your path to a relaxed and happier you. Most medical insurance is accepted. Contact 218-643-9330 or visit alwayshorses.com to set up your appointment today. Have you ever dreamt of riding a horse? Or do you own a horse and dream of better ride? At Richliano Farms Training Center, we can make your equine dreams come true. Our training methods are proven by our clients' success in England, Western, gaming, and riding down the trail. We don't do gimmicks. We build a solid foundation that lasts. Horse training and riding lessons for all levels are available, including therapeutic riding. Visit us on the web at alwayshorses.com or call us at 218-557-8762 to schedule your horse training or riding lesson at Richliano Farms today. Welcome back to Hoof Beats with Lori, brought to you this week by Healing Arts Chiropractic, Wapiton, North Dakota, Dr. Garrett Schwinghammer. We're rekindling America's love affair with the horse one Saturday at a time. I'm Lori Richliano, your host, along with my co-host and husband, Victor Richliano. If you enjoy all things equine, you know this is the place to be. You know, Lori, before we get into this next segment, um, I'd like you to give another shout out to Save the Braves and the Minnesota Hooved Animal Rescue and let our listeners know where they can get a hold of them. I'm going to put the information in the show notes at the end of the show so you can, if you miss it here, you can go ahead and find it there. But they did such a great job at that Long Prairie auction. I think that they need a need shout out. And the other thing is, is I know that they always need donations and we will have their information on um, our, our Facebook page and also on the notes. So here's a big shout out to Save the Braze Donkey Rescue. And it's a nonprofit. And you can go to their Facebook and just type in Save the Braze, B-R-A-Y-S, Donkey Rescue. And their phone number is 218 218- Five nine one seven zero zero one again two one eight five nine one seven zero zero one, and they will save your donkeys, and they are the ones who uh, were out save there. Save those horses. They save the horses, so that was awesome. Another huge shout out to the Minnesota Hooved Animal Rescue Foundation, who has really stepped up, and they really do a lot, a lot here in Minnesota when they go into some desperate chase, desperate cases. Uh, you can find them on, of course, Facebook by you know by searching Minnesota Hooved animal rescue foundation or go to http mn hooved animal rescue.org their phone number is 
3119. Again, Victor's going to put these on our podcast notes. Um, you can also find them on our Hoofbeats uh, with Loria Facebook page. Perfect. So I'm going to put all that up in there. But now, Lori, we are going into my favorite part of the show. What is that? This is Stump Lori. You know, you live for this. I know. And, and this week, I know we're going to do it. I know we're going to stump you this week. Because this is about colors and patterns and other things like that. And I know that you don't know any of those of things. Of course not. So, now, again, I do have to tell everybody that this is based off of an article that was written by... This Car- is your disclaimer, isn't it? Yeah, by Carmela Abel. So, he, and, he's basically uh, saying don't come after him if he's wrong. Yeah. Well, no. It's... it's I've checked it. I've fact-checked it. Have it's, you? Uh, you know, we're, we're not fake news. So I don't I know about that. Stuff. <laughs> so, the... Um, and in Carmela's article, she writes that in the world of horses, there are literally hundreds of words that you'll likely never hear anywhere else... Familiarizing yourself with common horse terminology can help propel your horseback riding career. Uh, So she decided to compile some of the most common used horse-related words. And the segment that we're going to go over today is called Horse Markings Terminology. Okay. So we're going to see how many of these you know. Okay. Okay. Now, the first one, and these are, we're going to go down them in alphabetical order. Okay. Is called Appaloosa. We love Appies. I love Appies. Always have. Um, Appies um, were very, well, they're loud markings. You've seen, they have so many different patterns. Okay, you've right. got leopard pattern, which is spotted. You've got the saddle blanket pattern where they're dark black or brown, and you've got this, like, white pattern with black spots on them. Um, they are known for their loud markings. Uh, they have literally, like, almost like striped hooves, and they also have mottled skin, which kind of looks like, mm, you know, like... Mm, like freckles. Freckles. Yeah. And also with these guys, they're usually um, lacking mane and tail. They're, right. You know, they're always mane and tail challenged. Now, yes. See, with the freckles on it, I would say that the, one of our riding students, Lily, would be an Appaloosa. Kind of. But she does. she's not definitely not mane challenged because no. she's got really long hair. Yeah. So, um, but she's got the freckles, so yes. she has that modeling on her skin. Now, the next one would be a bald face. We see this in cattle. <laughs> That's actually what, where some of it comes from. It's a particular marking. A bald face is like you've got white all over their face. You, what, okay, we're going to talk about a blaze. A blaze is like a small little stripe that goes straight down. And you're probably going to talk about that too. Yeah. But it goes straight down from in between their eyes down towards their nose. Well, bald face looks like they got splattered with, wa- with white. And it goes over their eyes and over their whole you know, face area. Okay, and what would be a bay? A bay is a black mane and tail on a dark brown body. And they can also, with bays, they have a couple different types of bays, but you can also have black leg markings. Like, they look like black stockings. And even with black stockings, they can still have white stockings on top of it. Cool. They are colored. And, well, bays can be a couple different colors. You're going to hear a lot of these things. And, you know, I don't know what they say there, but we have red bays, we have black bays, you know, um, because they have a different color. Now, a black color. bay would basically be look mostly black except with a brown nose. Right. That's kind of interesting color, too. Now, what about a buckskin? Buckskin's color horse looks like the color of tanned hide. Now, the, you, there's one fact that I know about the buckskins. Yes. Is that in order to get a buckskin, it's actually a chestnut. Okay. Did you know that? Yeah, I know. You you and your you did this because you have Mookie. No, I'm sorry. It's actually a bay. A bay. A yes. bay. Correct. Yes. A bay. Because a it's not a buckskin is actually a bay. Right. It's, it's a, a bay horse with one dilute gene. Right. Because otherwise, you're going to go with two dilute genes with a chestnut. Isn't a, tre- a chestnut is... A chestnut with one dilute gene will give you 
a Palomino. Okay, and with two and with is two a Cremello. Gives you a Cremello like Mookie. Yeah, see, that's why you you, you right. have invested. That's in how this. I know this. Mm-hmm. And with the Buckskin, if you have a bay with two dilute genes, it gives you a Perlino, which aren't looks like Mookie f- with an orange mane and tan. Aren't you full of just? Yes, I am a plethora of useless knowledge. Absolutely. Now I'm supposed to be asking the questions, not answering them. Well, that's okay. I that's think okay. I deserve a pie for this. Oh yeah. Well, you know, the one thing though is okay. So now when we talk about Buckskin, some people confuse Buckskin. With done. Now we're not there yet. We're not into the deep. No, yet. but this is very important, okay? Because I mean, how many times have you seen a horse with a dorsal stripe? Right, and they say it's a buckskin. It's not a buckskin. It's a done. It's a done, okay? Right. If they've got a dorsal stripe and they've got what they call like zebra markings, those are primitive markings. Right. Primitive markings, they literally look like almost little zebra marks from their legs going up. Those are done, and done can be in all different colors. So those are old markings. No. Being primitive. Well, the markings so are... So that's why when we get older, we get wrinkles, because we have lines on us that would be... Where are you coming Primitive markings. You are just... <laughs> and if they want to send hate mail to you, they Lori send it where? Lori at hoofbeats.com. <laughs> Seriously, Victor. Seriously, Victor. Well, you know, I sit up at night and I think about these things. That explains a lot. Yeah, it, it's amazing. Oh, my All goodness. Right, so now talk. we have learned the difference between a buckskin and a dun, because that's a huge, huge thing. Right. I, I mean, I see it every single day. People go, oh, I love that, you know, bu- that dun, or I love that buckskin. And you're like... Okay, a done. They got to get their colors. Get right. the stripes. All right, so since we're talking about colors, let's mm-hmm. talk about chestnuts. Chestnut. Well, chestnuts roasting on an open No singing. Fire. It's not a singing show. I chestnuts, told you that. Chestnuts. I love chestnuts because I'm a chestnut. Yeah, they're fiery red. Fiery red. And a little bit on the crazy side. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a difference also. Here we go chestnut and sorrel. I have to bring this up. I know it's an S, but chestnuts and sorrel are technically the same look, except a chestnut is brighter. Brighter? Brighter. They as look... in smarter? Is that why forever is smarter than Jessica Miller's horse? Yeah, I know. I always tease her. her I go, yours is a sorrel. Oh, you mentioned her name. Yes, Jessica Miller. We're not supposed to talk no, about Jessica talk Miller, Miller, Miller on the show. She hates when I do this. I know. Mm-hmm. But she. So that means the chestnut is brighter so it's more intelligent she you know than she's, her sorrel quarter horse oh you know she's losing it right now oh yeah she's probably throwing things oh and she's writing hate mail there's hate i'm not mail. eating any of the food that she brings i me. wouldn't i really wouldn't it, it probably has stuff in it yeah i would i wouldn't do it like a horse pucky and stuff yeah you, it, never, yeah. Know. Yeah. you never know yeah but no so chestnut is actually you'll see arabian horses are called chestnuts if you know well, you're have, talking brighter in color brighter, not brighter in, in smartness you're, correct i'm talking okay. about color hair all right. so all right so the horse has red look and it has a reddish uh, mane and tail. It can also go all the way to blonde. Looks like a almost like a palomino. That is a chestnut. See now, chestnut has a reddish body and a reddish mane and tail. Whereas a bay could have a red body but has a black mane, mane and, and tail. tail. And when we go with a sorrel, a sorrel kind of looks like a dull red and will have also the you know same color mane and tail. So it's basically the same color as the body. Cool. But Arabians call them chestnuts. Quarter horses, call them sorrels. And so then what would be when they talk about dappled? If my horse is dappled, what are they talking about? Dappled is looks almost like a hologramic type of image around, usually on their butts. Mm-hmm. Um, it can also be on their shoulders. You can see dapples, not, it's most famous, I should say, with gray horses. You actually see a gray or a white horse and with these like dark markings around on it. And they're called dapples. They're circle type markings. And most of the time they fade and they leave. But you can also see dappling on healthy 
healthy skinned horses, you know, healthy haired horses. I've seen dapples on, on bays. I've seen dappling on chestnuts. So it's not just because it's on a gray horse. It's a pattern of the coat and usually regards a lot of health. Okay, good. So if they're in good health, they'll have dapples. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And when they're talking, we've already talked a little bit about model. That means the skin. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, this is this is one where we get a lot of contention going in. And the coloring is Overo. Overo looks like you took paint and dropped it from the top. Okay. Okay. And it's more of, that's the best way to describe it. It looks almost like with the white that you've taken it and you've took white above this horse and dropped it down. Now where a Tobiano is more from bottom up i would say it's right. more evenly spaced and overo you'll recognize an overo it just looks like there's more white you will you will see they are they're quarter horses they're a, right. they're a stock breed they're not all quarter horses i should say but they're a stock type cold-blooded breed so you're going to see that and whereas um tobianos they can also be a stock stock horse breed but it doesn't have like white dripping down it's more evenly matched it's more yeah it's it, this is one of those things where you really do need to see pictures and take a look at it because you'll go oh i get it now with that let's talk about paints mm -hmm. because you know paint is not just a color it's also a breed a breed of horse you know and there's an actual registry mm -hmm. and one of the things that because you'll see like we have a pinto mm -hmm. in the barn and i'll see a, a horse that's colored the same as um, our pinto that's in the barn. Well, I'll give you a prime example. We have um, um, Dakota. Dakota. She's a she's a paint mm -hmm. pony, mm -hmm. and then you have um, Spot in the back, who is a pinto half arrow. Right. Okay. And the difference between the two is their blood. Is their blood? Is that um, Dakota has quarter horse blood in her? Yes. And Spot. Saddlebred and Arab. She has no quarter horse no. in her pedigree. No. And that's the difference between a it's pinto. It's a warm blood. It's a warm, what they call warm blood or hot blooded horses create the pintos, whereas the paints and the breed as it, they can have the spots, but they have a colder, you know, bloodstock. Right. And so a lot of people don't realize that it's not the coloring that makes them either a paint or a pinto. Mm -mm. It's their blood. It's their genetics. Right. And, pa and paint is a breed. So yes. and you can and so have is pinto. and did you know paints you can don't have even have markings on them. Correct. If there is, it's like well, take a look at Vivian, our Appaloosa. Yeah. She can be registered as an Appaloosa because her mother was an Appaloosa and, and she she's has Appaloosa colored. Mm -hmm. And she can also be registered as a paint because her father was a paint horse. Was a paint horse or you know or half paint. Um, with and we also we see this a lot with the colorations it's it's very difficult when you start getting into breed colors it's like wow i mean it, it gets deep and i am not an expert on the color i will definitely tell you that we've well, been not, doing good so far i'm i am good at a basic level but there are brilliant geneticists oh, yeah. out there yes. who are they can tell you left right center this that and this is the and genome the that factor are really into like uh Polly Leve in mm -hmm. brazil yes a very good friend of ours he's a geneticist yes who's into horses and he can go through these colors they'll, they'll talk you like circles. you wouldn't believe so okay this is just basic guys now, basic we talked about palomino mm -hmm. it refers to a horse's coat that appears to be a yellow or gold we see that in trigger you know trigger, trigger yes trigger, he was trigger, a palomino palomino 
Right, and if it has two dilute genes, you end up with Mookie. Correct, which is, you a know, Cremello. A Cremello. With now, two blue eyes. You also saw, like, Trigger. We see uh, Palominos in all different breeds of horses. We see them as saddlebreds. We see them as quarter horses. Right. So we'll, we'll see that. They're in... everywhere. Mm -hmm. Now, this is an interesting one called Piebald. Again, it's a marking. It's a marking with black and white paint, and it's found on a horse, uh, on the black and white paint horses. Right. And it's just a marking. I don't know if they talk about it on here, but I don't think they do. There's a medicine cap horse, which yes. is also another type of marking on, usually on a paint horse. That you now, is that see. like a white cap or it's a black kind of, cap? No, it's kind of white. It's 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 different. We, gosh, I'm going to have to get some pictures up on these things. Cause you, you know, you need to put pictures of this up on our, that's what you could put on our Instagram. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. I think you should put those on our Instagram pages. You should put, this is a bay. Yes. This is a pinto. Yes. This is a paint. Mm -hmm. and those things like that and put examples up there like that. I think that would be a good thing for you to put up on our Instagram page. Okay. Those, that I think that would be good homework for you. You know what? You should do some homework as well. You know who could do it? Jessica. Jessica Miller. Yeah. I, I so. bet she could do that. I bet she could find it. Jessica I Miller. I bet we could get that for her and she could probably work it into some school credit too. You know, I think that's a good idea. You know, she's mm -hmm. a smart girl. Mm-hmm. You know, well, really I love good. I love giving them horse stuff, and besides, because the fact that our 4-H group has been, you know, due to the COVID issue, and we have we all really had to do social meeting. distancing, it's been horrible. It's been horrible. So now, what I should do is I should call some of my 4-H kids up and go, "Guess what your homework assignment is?" Yeah, we should do that. I have like them that. Find pictures and put them up on the Instagram. That's awesome. You know what? Also, if our listeners have pictures, if they have a horse in their barn. Mm -hmm. um, that matches one of these colors, mm -hmm. snap a picture of it and email it to you where? Lori at hoofbeatswithlori.com. I'd be happy to put and it you up. And put it up on our Instagram, not only with the color, but also who owns the horse and the horse's name and Good little the, shout the out. country or the state that it lives in. Mm -hmm. Good shout out. So make sure you send those pictures, if you have them, of your horse. We'd love to put them on our page. Mm -hmm. And now with that, we talked about pintos. Yes. So let's go right into roan. What is a roan? Roan's a color that has little white hairs mixed in it. Now you'll see them, you'll see red roans, black roans. It's basically you have a dark color with little white. And sometimes in winter, they almost, you know, can turn almost all the way I white. Know. They now, change. Like we have um, Dr. Petunia. She's a roan. Yes, she's a roan. Mm -hmm. Now she's they a have red roan. They have blue roans. We kind of see also even an Arabian's roan. It's a very Correct. rare color. It's a rare color. And what are the five colors of the Arabian's going to oh be? Oh my gosh, here we Put go. Put you on the spot. Here it is. Yeah, dun, I know. dun, dun, dun. We've got black. We've got gray. We've got chestnut. We've got bay. And then we have a uh, roan. That's it. Those are the only five colors. Mm -hmm. Even when the horse looks pure white in an Arabian, it's still, still registered gray. gray. And do you know why? why? What color skin do they have underneath? Black. And why do they have black skin underneath? For the desert. Because they're from the desert, and that's a reflective thing so that they can maintain their temperature. Now, the last ones that we have on this list are basically markings. So let's talk about what is a snip. A snip is on the little tip of their nose, and it's just like somebody dotted the nose with pink. So if I took a pin white. and dotted your nose, you would have a snip. I would have a snip. You would have a snit on yeah, top of it, probably. too. Probably. A, really a snip should be like between the nostrils and down low. Well, I can probably get that there on your nose. Mm -hmm. And what are socks? Socks are literally what it sounds like. They are above, they are at the ankle or below. And stockings? White, and that's white. Those are white markings. Stockings? Stockings go usually up to the knee. 
What if it goes above the knee? Above the knee that we have? That would be high stockings. Well, yeah, we call them that. They're, 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 they're stockings. They're still stockings here. You got that confused look because you didn't know where I was coming up with I that. did not know where you were going with that. And no. a star? A star is usually in the center of their forehead. But I thought you were the star. Oh, listen to you. What it's you... hoofbeats with Lori. Yeah, what do you want? So you would be the star. Okay. You know what I want. Oh, my goodness. I want pie. You know what? You've had enough. I haven't had any in the last week. It's been a drought week for pie. You know what? It's good for your waistline, though. I know. I'm diminishing away to nothing. Poor child. Well, you know, Laura, you did pretty good on that. Mm -hmm. And with that, we're going to take another short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a study that I found that shows horses talk to their owners. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. At Rich Leono Farms Training Center, we work with you and your horse to make what you want easy for your horse to understand and to help you achieve your riding goals. Our training methods are proven by our clients' successes. We don't do gimmicks. We build a solid foundation. Horse training and riding lessons are available and taught by a United States Equestrian Federation horse judge, clinician, and trainer. Visit us on the web at alwayshorses.com or call us at 218-557-8762 to schedule your horse training session or riding lesson at Rich Leono Farms today. Minnesota Gun Class has trained thousands of students to be safe, competent, permit-to-carry holders. In our classes, you will gain the knowledge and skill to keep you and your family physically and legally safe. You will learn how to develop a personal protection plan, handgun basics, how to select a handgun that's right for you, shooting fundamentals, the legal use of force, what to do legally after a violent encounter, and Minnesota carry law. For more information and to register, visit us at minnesota.gunclass.com. That's minnesota.gunclass.com. Since since 1946, C. Jarvis Insurance has proven to be a vanguard in fulfilling the modern horseman's insurance needs. Four generations strong, offering coverage for equine mortality, farm and ranch, personal accident, and more. For 70 years, the C. Jarvis Insurance Agency has been setting benchmarks for service provided with honor and professionalism. Contact Terry Ann Boggs at 952-210-1535 or TAB at jarvisinsurance.com. Welcome back to Hefe's Report, brought to you this week by Healing Arts Chiropractic, Wapiton, North Dakota, Dr. Garrett Schringhammer. We're rekindling America's love affair with the horse one Saturday at a time. I'm Lori Richliano, your host, along with my co-host and husband, Victor Richliano. If you enjoy all things equine, you know this is most definitely the place to be. You know, Laura, that last segment was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I like trying to stump you. We didn't succeed this week, though. No, you shouldn't have to. But it's fun to try. I, good. I'm, I'm very happy that you try. It gives you something to strive for. Now, I have a study. Oh, really? Imagine You know how that. I love these studies. Yeah, what is this, from Europe, too? Um, no, I don't think so. Oh, really? I think it's actually from over here. Oh, well, then it's not funded. Because <laughs> they've got some really good funding over actually, there Actually, the study was done at, conducted at the School of Ethical... Equitation. Where is that? I don't have a clue because it doesn't say. It's, uh, <laughs> it's probably here, some made It says study. here horses are not in a controlled setting. Instead, horses are encouraged to be creative and given the chance creative. to make choices. The human and the horse work together as a team. Okay, all I got to say is this is forever, my mare forever, number 101. All you have to do is... Is look at her. You know. Now, this, this is based on an article that was written by Dana Buckley. Okay. And it's, it's talking about how horses communicate with people. And for the study, 
um, they did, they took um, horses. 14 horses, I see. 14 horses, and they put them in a situation that required the horses to communicate. They placed two buckets full of tasty treats well within the sight of the horses. I do this every day with my mare forever. You understand yes. that, right? But out of uh, reach near a human. Yeah, that would again be me. The horses then did whatever they needed to tell their human that they wanted the bucket. Mostly, the horses searched for eye contact yep. and would shift their gaze between the human and the bucket as if they were pointing and saying, hey, I want that bucket, Yeah, which is what Forever does. Well, no, this is, okay, it's it's super funny, but it's not, and I, I totally get this, and everyone knows it, too. I mean, other people can walk in the barn, and Forever's like, you know, whatever, people, you know, I, I don't talk with you. But as soon as she sees me, bam, she bangs her foot. She makes a noise. Well, she no, if she sees you, she comes up trying to make eye contact. Yes. But if you're not paying attention, yes. which is the, the other thing that they were saying, right. that if the human is not directly facing the horse to make eye contact, they will do whatever it takes to get your attention. Yeah, because she does. She makes eye contact. And I tell her I'm a bad mom. I'm sorry. Because sometimes I rush through the barn and I don't even make eye contact with her. And it's like her little heart breaks. <laughs> They, you know, they'll shake, they'll nod their heads, they'll tap you if they can get to you. Oh, yeah. The, um, she'll bang with bang, her little feet. She'll start banging her feet against the door. Mm-hmm. And it's very annoying. Oh, yeah. And she will keep doing it until you give her the treat. And she does that with certain people. She does it with me. She also does it with other people. She knows she can make feel guilty enough to give her oh, a yeah. treat. She and does she, it when anything that walks in, any person that walks in the barn, yes. that the head just barely clears <laughs> the solid part of the stall where the bars begin. Yeah. Because that they're under four feet tall then. Okay. And yeah. they, she knows that they will succumb to her demands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She picks on the little children. She does. And they, they do, they hustle for her. Oh, yeah. They go and get her treats and they give them to her. But all of the horses communicate. Yes. That's the most, when I read about this study... It's, you don't even realize it. It's like Mookie. Mm-hmm. Okay. At feeding time, we'll go through and they have feeder doors and the doors are closed during the day. And then at feeding time, we'll open them up so we can put the grain in because the grain bucket is right there and we'll throw the hay in past it. And it's like, I'll put Mookie's hay in and I'll stand there because the grain gets fed after the hay. Mm-hmm. So I'll stand there and I'll want to pet her because maybe I've been busy. I haven't spent much time with her that day. Maybe I didn't get a chance to work her. So I'll stand there with her in the morning and I'm just saying good morning to her. And I'll stand there after I throw her hay in. Well, she'll take a bite of hay, fill her mouth with hay because she wants her hay. And then she'll stand there and look at me for a second and make eye contact. And if I don't move to go get the grain buckets, she will literally put her nose against my chest and push her head forward and shove me away that says, go get my food. I think what this entire article brings up is it should show you how intelligent these horses are and that they really have a huge comprehension. These horses know, they're very aware. This is not just a, you know, inanimate object or something that doesn't have feeling, okay? Horses are extremely emotional creatures. The ones that aren't, that you go, oh, well, that horse doesn't care, doesn't, sometimes they're the ones who've experienced trauma. Correct. So, okay, now here we're going to go right back, and I'm kind of digressing, but going a little bit around this, too. Just like we see with humans, humans react. If they've had uh, trauma in their past, they act a certain way. Right. Sometimes they are withdrawn. Sometimes they are aggressive. Sometimes they are, they're non-communitive. Um, and we see the same thing with horses. Horses are exactly the same because trauma affects any of these mammals the same way. It's just they express themselves a little differently. Right. And when you say they're non-communicative, 
that's not necessarily that they're not communicating. No. It's like, uh, take Vivian. Mm -hmm. Vivian had a rough life starting out, and when she got here, um, besides having Lyme's disease, which doesn't make things any better, um, she would stand in the back of her stall. And she would just internalize. Right. And it was, it's not that she's not a friendly mare or that she didn't want to know people. She just wasn't sure of people. So she would stand back there basically saying, leave me alone. I'll I just want watch. to talk to you. I'll just watch. I just want to watch. A lot of these horses lack that social skill or they were taught, you know, directly or indirectly that their input was not necessary. Right. And we run into children in, like this. in our program. And the thing that's unique about it and where the horses work so well in the program, and again, I'll talk about Vivian. Vivian, she would stand in the front of her stall and watch everything going on in the barn. But never until, make an attempt. Until somebody walked up to the barn to make an, up to her stall to make an attempt to communicate with her. And she communicated with them because mm-hmm. she would walk to the back of her stall. She didn't fly back. She walked quietly to the back of her stall and she would stand in the back corner saying, I don't want to play. Leave me alone. And over time... We taught her that people are good to interact with because her interactions in the past were not good. And again, this is what we're going to talk about and we're going to cover it later in in some of our series because I think it's very important. It's called learned helplessness. Right. Learned helplessness, we see this in horses and we see this in humans. That's when they know that there is no other way out. Okay. And this is not a healthy and this is not a way to train horses. No. And unfortunately... It has been that way. There's a lot of training that still goes on today where it's learned helplessness, where they don't know how to get out of this box. They just know that they must submit. And then they literally, what we call dead eyes, they shut down. You don't get this emotional reaction. You don't get the forever who bangs at the stall, tries to get the eyes and go, come on, just give me a treat. And then, you know, you'll, you know, either give her a treat or criticize her for being a little bit too much wanting a treat, but there's still the communication back and forth. Learned helplessness has been forced upon them. And we see this with humans as well. We see this a lot with children and that they can't figure the way out of the box. Well, it's like in this study, they also found that horses are extremely intelligent, which we know, and that when you're training them, you need to remember that they communicate and that horses think and they choose how to do different things. So in your training, you can't have only one thing that they can do. You have to give them options as to what to do and let them choose those options. Let them you just choose need to make it the correct options. It's and just it's keeping it simple. It's also making it the her, the task that you want to do, you want to make it the easiest task possible. And then you also want to give that release. Right. Because they have a different thought process. Right. And it's like if you don't, it's kind of like uh, one of the old methods of training was snubbing. Yeah. So is they what tie they would them do. to tie them to. You would have this huge post mm-hmm. that was sunk into the ground deeply so it couldn't be moved. And they would tie the horse's head right up to that post. Mm-hmm. And then they would start throwing, not throwing things, but like tossing blankets and saddles and different things onto them to desensitize the horse. And so they would panic to the point of most of the time, I'll tell you what happens. Okay, so they're tied up short. So most of the time they, most of the time, I should say, they can't hurt their, their neck or their body. Unfortunately, there are that one or two percent that, that will do. break their neck or hurt themselves. And the other part of it is you're only giving them one option. The option is to submit. Now, and the other thing is what we're not teaching at that point is that is correct. That's learned helplessness. They just have to submit. Whereas John Lyons and um, Ken, McNabb. Ken McNabb 
teach you when you're working with a horse, and they, in fact, Ken has a wonderful, you can even check this out on YouTube. He's got a wonderful series on how to, dis, how to, he doesn't like the word desensitize either, how to get your horse used to fly spray, because sometimes right. it is. What you do is before they spook, you stop. Right. So they're anticipating, and then you let them relax. Right. You get them right it's to the, the edge. Release. And the release, okay? So it's the little releases. So we're not tying this horse up somewhere and just spraying it till it just finally submits. That's called learned helplessness. It's the same that... thing when they snub the horse. And because then in those situations, what mm-hmm. happens when you do that? It's just like, and you can use the example, you see people that are kidnapped. Mm-hmm. You know, young girls will get kidnapped and they'll be with their kidnapper for years. Right. And initially the kidnapper has to lock them up keep them away from everybody right. but eventually it gets to the point to where they're walking in public with them unrestrained and they're with them and it looks like just another family member but you'll notice if you look close enough the dead eyes mm-hmm. and it'll stay that way until that person that's being held captive sees the escape and when they see the escape they're going to take it right horses are the same way you may get them to submit by snubbing them to the post you may get them to submit by tying their head to their tail and desensitizing them that way and they will do what you want or what you perceive that they're doing what you want until but one as day. soon as they see that escape and that escape could be a low-hanging branch when you're out on the trail mm-hmm. that they can brush you off on a wall they can run you into an opportunity to buck and leave and buck vicious vigorously enough to get you out of the saddle the other thing is let's take a look at this as as logic as logical people and as kind people because I think most of us want to be kind with our horses let's say for instance you have a friend who's scared of spiders okay what what are you going to do with this friend are you going to tie this friend to a spider nest and put those spiders on top of them until they stop screaming that's cruel I mean you literally would be brought up on charges of abuse I mean mental mental abuse if you tied somebody who's scared of spiders to a spider nest and put spiders on them that's freaky wrong but yet in the horse world there's all right let's say they're scared of tarps so i tie them up to a post and i throw those tarps on them until they stop that's wrong and see but in a in the sense because see people will see that because there is a method that i think is okay if a horse is afraid of a let's say the big blue tarp right okay you can take when the horse is in a larger area, like its paddock outside of its stall, mm-hmm. you don't want to tie it in the stall with them. You don't want to not give them the ability to go away from it. You want to give them the choice. Yes, you have to give so them the choice. So you can take that tarp and put it where they can see it. Well, it's the same thing. Where it's thing. close enough to the let's, stall. Let's use the spider analogy, okay? Would you, you wouldn't tie the t- person or the child to the spider nest. But if you want, maybe show them a picture of a spider in a book. Right. So then they're seeing that. And then maybe they see, you know, a TV show about spiders. That's kind of creepy, but, you know, they're doing a little better. But it's the extremes. Right. And it's and just, if we if we really would think about what we're doing and what we have done with horses, it's kind it's, of embarrassing. Right. It's really I kind mean, of embarrassing. Learned, some of this, and don't, the one thing that I will confess to right off the bat, some of these things we're talking about are not things that we have not done. Because we learned from other people. We have all evolved. Now, and I think thankfully, yes. we've had people like Ken McNabb, John Lyons, and a few others that are out there. Uh, Linda Tellington-Jones mm-hmm. 
And all these different people that learn how to communicate with Monty Roberts. Monty Roberts, their behavior. He was one. I mean, I enjoyed so much my time with Monty. I learned so much from him. Mm -hmm. And it's learning how to communicate with the horse. And the thing with the tarp, it's putting a tarp in a position where the horse can make the choice to walk away from it or or come and see it. Mm -hmm. And the horses, they're curious. Mm -hmm. They're going to want to get closer and closer to it. Now, if you're standing there with that tarp, and you're holding the horse to where it can't go anywhere, and you're beating it in the rear end, which is what we used to do. We mm-hmm. would take and we tap, 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 tap. And there's a way that that works too, but most people don't know it. They don't. As soon as the horse starts to move forward, they, they don't, don't stop. Do release. There's no release. They just keep trying to. They get on the horse's back and they'll kick and they'll push. And there's never an opportunity for the horse to, to make step a back to make the choice and, and let it be the horse's choice to go up to or the tarp. Or to stop the issue before it turns into an explosion. Correct. That's where we talk about reading a horse. And that's also why with equine psychotherapy, um, why it is so effective. Because when we are working with a person and the horse in the equine psychotherapy, they have to learn to read. Now, we also remember with horses, the mammals, they have the largest eye of any mammal. Correct. So literally what you're doing when we have the equine psychotherapy, you've got somebody who's watching the emotions come through in the eyes so now you see it in live 3d bigger than life and now you can take that same reaction and work with humans because you go i see the difference i see it and one of the neatest things that came out of this study is they realized that how intelligent horses are Mm -hmm. because horses don't waste their time if they've tried over and over again to get the human's attention to do something to give them that treat to get them that bucket to open the gate for them to bring them the water do whatever it is that they want them to do if the human is not responding the horse will give up and walk away it's not because they realize that this person is not smart enough to understand what pretty they're much saying. pretty much you don't speak horse right and so that'll happen in your training too so and if you're not paying attention to signals you may think you have a dumb horse but actually the horse is kind of smart going i really have a dumb trainer yeah that's the what the horse is saying is the person trying to ride me just doesn't know what they're doing the if shame. they would pay attention i'm telling them what's wrong and it's the same the thing. thing my horse keeps bucking every time i ask for the canter mm-hmm. so oh it's a bad horse or we gotta just, kick it harder i'm just gonna push it for further. but what you're not realizing is every time you do that you're sliding your leg back and you're poking it in the side of the belly that's affecting its ulcers right and they're telling you with that buck hey that hurts stop or there's something else that's causing pain i mean horses are by nature they are not aggressive creatures no, they're going to tell you if they want to take it easy they want to do the least amount of work possible it's a lot of work to buck it's not worth it it's like me having to run. Yeah, I know. Same thing. I don't like doing that. No, I've seen that. You know, well, you know, Lori, this has been a great segment, and I think a lot it's of been, thought-provoking. It's been isn't a it? long time since we've talked about cognitive communication, and that is exactly what this is. It's and, behavioralist. And I think what we should do is on our next week's uh, podcast, I think we should do a segment on cognitive communication. A little warm-up and re- refresher, so yep. that people re- realize let's start to communicate with our horses rather than force the issue. Let's have a partnership, especially. Especially because right now we've got a lot of new listeners to the podcast. And it is I mean, fall. And, and fall is time when people get new horses. Because on our radio show, we didn't have listeners over in Russia or Ireland. This is awesome. This is fantastic. So they last year when we did the cognitive... Actually, it's been more than that. Has it been? When we did the segment on cognitive communication. It was, it was in the first year of the show. I think it was. So um, I think we should bring that back next week. Okay. 
Okay. We'll start and if any time. listeners have any any questions or any topics they want to talk about, they can email you where? Lori at hoofbeatswithlori.com or direct message me on Facebook. Well, you know, with that, Lori, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to wrap the show up. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Clothing alterations and more for the equestrian. Make an off-the-rack or average show jacket extraordinary with custom alterations to your exact size. Custom tailor your show outfit and look your best in the show ring. Western, hunter, showmanship, and more all carefully altered to your correct measurements. Look the part of a champion in the ring with Carol's alterations at Country Cottage Crafts, 218-557-9224, or check them out on Facebook, Country Cottage Crafts in Kent, Minnesota. Birchwood Psychological Center offers holistic, personal, and innovative counseling. Birchwood Psychological Center is here to help you face challenging situations or to help you move your life in a new direction. Birchwood also offers animal-assisted therapy, which has proven to be a highly successful approach to youth counseling. Call Birchwood Psychological Center today at 643-9330, located at 115 Fifth Street North in Breckenridge, Minnesota. Birchwood Psychological Center, 643-9330. Back to work with Lauren. Brought to you this week by Healing Arts Chiropractic, Wapton, North Dakota, Dr. Garrett Schwinghammer. We're rekindling America's love affair with the horse one Saturday at a time. I'm Lori Richliano, your host, along with my co-host and husband, Victor Richliano. If you enjoy all things equine, you have come to know this is the place to be. And if you enjoy all things Sphinx cat, because you can hear them in the background. I love my Sphinx. <laughs> and we have had many, many kittens. And oh, yes. And the kittens are getting bigger. They are. They're so cute. They're just... Somebody little... told me that they look like gummy bears. Oh, yeah, they do. They I do. never thought of that. That's exactly what... And I always call them aliens. And I right. think when they get older, they do kind of look like little aliens. Because they thin down. They but thin when down. they're plump and chunky. And their ears are folded over, because they... they kind of look like little dogs. When right. their ears are folded over, okay, they're born with these little folded over ears. Right. And they have like a square type of a head and they're little folded over ears so they kind of look like little bears and or little dogs and then as they get older their ears stand up and they get these little pointy ears and, and they, they look like aliens they look like aliens right now they look like gummy bears they look like gummy bears because especially i've got some fat babies oh you have one named bear bear is like chunky that is huge he's, he's almost a pound he's not even a month old i know and they're supposed to gain they literally well okay you figure if they gain a pound a month Right. So, you know, that's, you know, do the math on that one. Four ounces a week, four times oh, four is 16, right? Yeah. Well, he's already, he's almost at 16 and 16. He's only in the third week. Right. So the sucker is like eating. And well, Missy, Missy's the mama. And she's like, got to feed this child. Got to feed that one. And what's funny is there's a black and white one in there that I, as I understand, is also going to a new home already. Yes, yes. And he's Yeah, hilarious. we have them reserved. It's not like they're ever, they're not leaving here. No, no not yet. No, not, not yet. for like 17, 18 weeks. Yeah, they got to wait till they get a little bit older. Yes. But, and this is going to someone who already has one of our yes, cats. Yes, yes, down that in the city. That was the cities. nice couple that I stopped and saw yes. in Minneapolis. Yes, down there in the city. They have a beautiful home. Do they? That's yeah, it was good. a wonderful home. But anyways, I love the little black and white male because he's smaller than Bear. Yes. And Bear will latch on. Yeah. And he'll want that same nipple and he will throw his little body up against oh him. Oh my gosh. And he bounces off three or four times till Bear finishes and it kind of rolls off and goes into this milk stupor. Oh my gosh. No, they're, <laughs> and it's they're, hilarious they're to funny. watch. funny. And then we've got Maxine's group. Oh, Maxine's yeah. group was just, goodness, what was that, last week only? Yeah, they're a week old. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're just a little over a week old. And you're getting ready for another one coming up at the beginning of this next week. I know. And normally I don't do like this many at a time. This happens usually 
once a year. Yeah, you Be say this every year, but then... It happens, you know. well, it's not my fault that they're supposed... To, all right, they weren't supposed to cycle at the same time, and Fluff is the one who's coming up with the next one. She's a very special case. She has to be... She You have to keep her pregnant and then watch how she goes, because otherwise she gets herself, like, sick. She gets all worked up. Yeah, she gets herself... She needs to have babies. Yeah, she likes her little babies, and she likes to live in her little house, and she likes to live in our bedroom, and she never... This is the cat that will never leave our bedroom. You know, she would be a candidate for Hoofbeats for Healing. Yes. She could use some equine-assisted psychotherapy. She could, because she has some anxiety issues. And she's... I mean, literally, she Maybe will never leave... Maybe bring her to the barn. She's never leaving our room. What are you talking well, about? Well, we should bring a horse to the bedroom for her then. Oh, I've got a miniature that would do just fine. I wonder fine. if you can get him up the stairs. But you can't get him down. But who's going to fund this? I don't know. Well, see, that brings us right to the next point. Oh, no. Here we go. Is that we need to keep Hoofbeats for Healing funded. Okay. Hoofbeats for Healing is a 501c3. I love your, se your segue. Like how I worked that right yeah, into there? Yeah, nice segue. That there. was pretty good. Really nice segue. Hoofbeats for Healing is a 501c3 nonprofit, and we are dedicated to supplying the funds for people to get equine-assisted physical and psychotherapy, and that's those what, that can't that, afford it. And that's exactly what Hoofbeats for Healing is. It is a group that has come together, and we, we were approached by various individuals who say, I would really like to have this, but I can't afford it. Or we find individuals that are, we consider... A very good um, candidate. Right, and a lot of them come through Birchwood Psychological. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll come into there and they'll work with the counselors there, and or through various um, counties, through too. counties and stuff like that. And they'll be put on different programs, and they will be looking for funding for the equine portion of that. And that's where Hoofbeats for Healing comes in and steps in. And you can check out Hoofbeats for Healing at their webpage, which is www.hoofbeatsforhealing.org. You can follow them on Instagram because somebody's supposed to be putting pictures up. Oh, I don't know who that would be. For that and get that done. And if you want to donate directly to Hoofbeats for Healing, if you just want to donate a little bit of cash and there's no amount of cash that's too small, no amount of cash that's too large. We're still <laughs> looking for someone to help us insulate our arena. And that's yes. a big job. Um, you can go directly to www.paypal.me forward slash hoofbeats for healing mm -hmm. and you can donate money directly and you can say that this is for a horse you can say this is for insulation this is for a riding student for a client or whatever you want mm -hmm. and you can go onto our web page uh, we have direct links on there has direct links on there for doing all types of different things for sponsoring horses so make sure that you're generous we're coming into the season for giving and there is a lot of things that are coming down right now with hoofbeats for healing because it is this is our rally time right. where we want to try to rally the public and say hey let's help us through a nice cold winter right and, and so we're going to need some funding and we haven't been able to do any fundraising at no. all this year so we came up with some neat ideas one of them and you know i got an email from one of our listeners the other day because they heard us talking last week about the virtual trail ride okay which it's going to start now this on... is a virtual trail ride as we're talking about is a benefit for hoofbeats for healing correct and it starts on October 12th and runs through November 30th. Now, when you go to the Facebook page, and we're going to have those links in the show notes, um, and also we're going to give them out here in a second, it's going to say that it's only running from the 12th to the 25th, mm -hmm. and that's wrong. You have to read down through it because Facebook will only let you put up an event for two weeks at a time. Right. So when that first two weeks runs out, we're going to keep extending it all the way through November 30th. Now, the biggest thing is with this virtual trail ride, that means... Anywhere in the world, Russia, right. anywhere in the world, <laughs> Ireland. Um, and 
you can do this. The question that came through is they didn't understand what exactly a virtual trail ride is. They said, do we meet with people on a Zoom call? Oh. And I said, you know, that's a good idea, but it'd be hard to do. And depending on your connection. You might be able to have a connection and do that. And that could be kind of fun to try. But explain but exactly what our virtual trail ride is. What the virtual trail ride is, is you take your group that you are socially distanced with, that mean the people that you live with. Or even yourself. Or just yourself by yourself. If you're a single horse person. You take your horse, you go out anytime, you go on to li- online and... You sign you'll, up. You'll sign up on our Facebook page. and Or you can email Lori at hoofbeatswithlori.com or info at hoofbeatsforhealing.org mm-hmm. and ask how you join. It's $35. There is some swag coming. We're still working on that. There'll be two to three items of swag. I'm working on some really neat things right now that I don't want to let out of the bag yet Okay. that you'll get for that. The donation goes 100% to help Hoofbeats for Healing. Good. Now, once you've done that, you pick a day, any time during that time frame, any time between October 12th and November 30th. Pick your favorite place to ride. That could be in your arena. Mm-hmm. It could be at a horse show. It could be at Maplewood Park here in Minnesota. It could be along the beach in California. So you're logging can, your hours is what you're doing? Correct. It could be okay. in a, along the green bluffs of Ireland. All of our people in Ireland that are listening to us. Hey, and then take us and send some pictures Send to us. some pictures to us. Let us know what time you started, what time you finished, if there are any interesting events that occurred of the people that went on the ride with you or if it was just you the name of your horse and some photographs and we'll put those up on our instagram page on our facebook page and talk about it and it's just basically a way to encourage you to use your horse and and to donate some money to a very very worthy cause that's what a virtual trail ride is because we would normally one of the ideas that we had this year we were going to have a big group trail ride here in the Minnesota, North Dakota area and let everybody contribute that way and go out as a big group and have a barbecue. But with social distancing and COVID-19, we can't do that. We have to do these things virtually. And I'm going to go one step even further. Even though it's listed as a virtual trail ride, we have a lot of horse shows coming up. Right. All my Arab friends up there were coming up to U.S. Nationals. U.S. Nationals, log your hours. If this is your first trip to U.S. Nationals, you know what? Or your 31st trip. Or your 31st trip or your 500th trip. Or your 26th trip, uh, Mr. Tony Steiner, (laughs) who is a very good friend of ours in Texas and a trainer. You can donate your $35, and when that horse goes in the ring, you can send us the pictures of what it did and announce what places it got. Top 10, top 5, reserve, national champion. And if this happens to be your first national title, wouldn't it be great to publicize that? on our Instagram page, our Facebook page. And if you get a national title this year at Arabian Nationals, we're going to talk about you on the podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Isn't that a great thing to do? No, it's a, it's a, wonder, a wonderful thing with our with the internet, what we can do now. So it's awesome. So that's what the virtual trail ride is. So I'll have the links on how to join that in the notes on the podcast. And you'll see that also on our Hoofbeats for Healing right. uh, website, or actually I should say on Facebook. On Facebook. On Facebook, because that's where we keep everything up to date is on right. the Facebook page. And and we need to have our person updated on the f- webpage. So probably. We'll have to get a hold of the person yeah. who does our webpage. Mm-hmm. We could probably get a hold of her at Lori at, at hoofbeatswithlori.com. You know Lori's doing a lot of things. I hear I Lori's doing like you know sphinx breeding. That's and... because Lori is fantastic. You are the star. Oh my goodness. Listen to you suck this up. I know. Seriously. You're just so... You do the things what that do you none want? of us can you do. Want, oh, you want pie. You're you not could do the things pie. that none of us can do, dear. You get pie for me on you know Thanksgiving. That's yeah, it. Yeah, and I get pumpkin pie, which is you phenomenal love, pumpkin you pie. You watch your... You watch 
watch her. I know, yeah. I know, but Otherwise, I'm you're going to get nothing. Pie. Well, you're going to yeah, get little nothing. Little Mallory Anderson makes the best chocolate pie I've ever well, had. Oh, there you go. That's my hint, Mallory. Okay. And, you know, Jessica Miller makes the best cake and cookies. Yeah, I know. Ever. And bro all her brownies. Yeah, she does good brownies. These great brownies. That's just a little hint, girls. Just a little hint. Yeah, just a little hint. Now, the other thing that we have coming up is we have Witches in the Barn. Now, that's a local event. We are going to be able to do it here. It's going to be held at Richliano Farms. It's on October 24th. It's going to start at 1 p.m. And we do need you to go in and sign up for this. Basically what it is, it's a women's empowerment meeting. That's why we're witches in we're the gonna, barn. Yes, and that's why I am not going to be here. <laughs> You're and the warlock. So they're going to talk about uh, empowering women. Uh, we're talking about having Healing Arts Chiropractic come out. And they'll be doing some chiropractic evaluations for free. And if you decide to go see Healing Arts Chiropractic, your first um, visit there, what you pay for that, it's a reduced fee, will be donated back to Hoofbeat. So it, it all goes to help the horses anyway, right. and our program, which is fantastic. And you're going to get to make a sign. This is neat. Okay, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you guys have seen this stuff. You see this all Go over. To the There's pictures of it on the Facebook page. They've got some really pretty signs. These are handmade oh, yeah. signs. These I mean, are these handmade look like signs. big dollar you're signs. You're going to make them with help of our helpers that are going to be there. They're either 11 by 24, and you have different types of woods that you can have, or 11 by 48. The smaller ones, the 11 by 24, are $45 donation, and the larger one, the 11 by 48, are a $55 donation. These are those really artsy, crafty signs like you see that have like, you know, welcome or, or you know, I'm at the harvest or, you know, I mean, they can do anything. I'm at the barn. I'm living at the barn. These are awesome signs. I mean, I, I think they're great. And you know what? Even if you they go, I've had people say, what if I have like no talent? Oh, no, no. Danae is going to be there and her daughters are going to be there who are experts at making these signs and they will help you make the most beautiful sign you've ever seen. I know. and Okay. And for us who are like Okay, like I'm like challenged when it comes to crafty. like crafty. You're not crafty. I am not crafty. There no. is no. You're artistic, but you're not crafty. There's no craftiness in this at all because, and I can't. Oh, my writing, my handwriting is. And Danae's middle name is crafty. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's so Danae it, it crafty. Works out really yeah. Good. But no, um, I have terrible, terrible writing, and my you know penmanship is horrible. But yet she's pretty convinced that I can make a legible. Yeah, we'll see. A we'll legible see. and pretty sign. Maybe I'll hang it in my office. Maybe. We'll do something like that. So it's very important that you go on to the Hoofbeats for Healing Facebook page. There's a link there. You can go onto Facebook and type in Witches in the Barn, and it will take you directly there. And there's a link where you can pick the sign that you want. We need to know that well in advance because we have to get the wood and the paints because all of that stuff is supplied for you. There's going to be a light lunch supplied. There's going to be a talk from uh, a bunch of different people on how to empower women and how horses can help you heal and a bunch of other things like that. It's for women ages 14 and up. And I will put links in the show notes. So you can notes. do a mother-daughter thing, too. It'd be a great mother-daughter day. Or grandmother, granddaughter. Or anything like that. And you can email Lori where? Lori at hoofbeatsforlori.com. Or you can email Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, at hoofbeatsforhealing.org. Or call directly to 701-429-0320 to get all signed up. And you can follow the link on Facebook and just log in. That'd be fantastic. Now, the other event that we have coming up, it's going to start on Black Friday. Black is Friday. We have an online auction Yes. that we are going to be running. And we've got a few items already 
um, that have been donated. It's going to run from Black Friday, which is the Friday right after Thanksgiving, until December 6th. Okay. Sunday, December 6th is when it ends. And all the proceeds are going towards Hoofbeats for Healing. All the proceeds go to Hoofbeats for Healing. And right now we're at the point, because we're not doing our Gobble Till You Wobble this year, nope. which would normally have a silent auction, but we can't do that because of social distancing. So we're doing an online auction. And we're looking for items to be donated to auction off. Horsey items, crafty items, baskets that you want to put together, anything. Gift certificates. Gift certificates. Um, you know, if you the chiropractic office, maybe we get a gift certificate from them. There's a lot of different things that you can do. Take a look around your businesses. Take a look around your homes. We got two beautiful prints, right. original prints that were donated by Jerry and Linda Buss for this auction. That gorgeous horses. They're gorgeous. They're beautiful, but they have not enough wall space to hang them. So guess what? They're so they were sitting in the closet. So mm -hmm. they donated them to a worthy cause. Excellent. You know, anything like that that you want to donate. Tickets to an event. Yes. You know, anything like that. A musical at Christmas time. The Nutcracker. Anything like that that you have going that you want to donate. You can contact uh, Lori at hoofbeatswithlori.com or you can email me directly, victor at hoofbeatsforhealing.org and I will make arrangements for somebody to come and pick that item up, or you can drop it off. We have drop-off locations here at the Locally, farm. yes. In Breckenridge, at the uh, um, uh, Birchwood Psychological, or and we also have somebody up in Grand Forks, if you're up in that area. Correct, and if you want to, and you're not in our local area, but you say, hey, that's kind of cool, I'd like to do that, send it on. Yeah, we'll send give it on. You, we'll give you the um, address to right. send it to. Just email us, and we'll give you that address, and we can send those items. So anything you have that you think would be a great uh, online auction item, please let us know, and we would love to get that picked up. We also want to remind you to follow Hoofbeats with Lori on Instagram. There are going to be some horse color photos going up, as to the different patterns and stuff very quickly is what I hear. Okay. Is that true? I don't know. We'll have to find out, we'll Jessica Miller. <laughs> you're going to pawn that off on Jessica, aren't you? I'm going to do you? that, aren't I? Yeah. Oh, oh, that I'm poor gonna, kid. I know. That's what I'm going to do. So make sure you're following us there. And remember that we are strictly a podcast format. If you're listening to the direct link right now, great. We're glad that you're listening there because we put this direct link out everywhere. But we would still like you to go to your favorite podcast format. iTunes. We are on iTunes. We are on uh, Spotify. Google Play, I Stitcher. I saw the Google Play, and I saw the Google uh, search engines, and they are linking like you wouldn't believe. I was oh, like, yeah. wow. And uh, tune in or about 100 other uh, podcast platforms that are out there. Please go on and subscribe. That's how we know who's listening. That's where I'm getting these analytics from, where we're hearing people from Ireland and Russia. And a big shout-out to our fans in Ohio. You are our biggest group. We want to keep it going. Get your friends subscribing. Go Buckeye. Let's get those Buckeyes. We know <laughs> the Buckeyes got to be number one. That's right. But then again, you people in Michigan are going right down there. So mm. let's see who's going to be. Is it going to be the Michigan State? Or Michigan Wolverines, mm. or the Ohio Buckeyes. Go Who's Buckeye. going to be number one? All right, guys. We need, oh, in USC out there in California. We've got some new listeners out in California this week. Really? So let's see which state is going to be number one. All right, guys. Get your friends to subscribe. subscribe. That's how we know, and we'll let you know who's running at the top next week. We're going to see if it's Ohio. They've been number one three weeks in a row. Wow, I'm impressed. That's awesome. So and that's those are good. all new subscribers. All brand new subscribers. Awesome. So make sure you're doing that. Awesome. We Thanks, guys. We want to, last but not least, thank Healing Arts Chiropractic for sponsoring this show and for the 60-foot round pen that they donated to Hoofbeats for Healing. And you know, with that, Lori, I'm going to dig through these boxes that are up here in my office. I'm sure there's some of your stuff that I can put through that silent <laughs> auction. So I'm out of here. Happy trails.